Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Good Night Show with me, Daniel Van Kirk. It is Thursday, July 22nd, around 12 a.m. Rochelle, Illinois time, and I am glad that you are here. As always, I'm joined, not as always, but once again, I am joined by my producer and my friend, Mr. Noah Eberhardt. Noah, good night to you, buddy, and welcome back. Good night to you, Daniel. It is nice to be back. Did you have a good trip? I really, I really did. Now, I um, believe I believe in keeping things for yourself. So if you want to do that, you can. But uh, so just say pass and I'll respect it and love you for it. Where'd you go? Any great memories that you made? Sure. I went up to Idlewild, which is up in the uh, kind of the, the mountains, mm-hmm. uh, kind of near Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And um, it was beautiful up there. Got an Airbnb, saw the stars. I saw a comet, the Neowise comet. That was really cool. Did some hiking, took some photos, and was able to just kind of did some grilling. Don't wow. get to grill too often, so that was nice. What'd and, you grill? Um, oh, grilled up some steaks. Yeah. Some also some in um, uh, Beyond Burgers. Yes, grilled up some of that. Grilled Have up you had some the corn. Beyond Burger at Mendocino Farms? No, I haven't. I'm going to tell you this. As your friend and lover, it is one of the best burgers in Los Angeles. And if you're in Houston, you have Mendocino Farms too. I know, weird, but it's it's you should try it. Amazing burger. It's so it's so good, dude. I would buy it for you. Maybe I'll try to buy you a burger someday and drop it off. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's called the Impossible Queen Burger. I don't know what that. I don't get it, but (laughs) it's excellent. Awesome. Uh, comet. I've never seen a comet. Are they moving? Never, are they moving fast? Does it look like they're moving at all? No, it just looks like it's sitting there in the sky, and you can see you can see the tail. That's what kind of jumps out at you. Is like there's nothing else in the sky that has a, a tail on it. Right. So it really definitely stands out. So, other question: You're out in it's, Idlewild. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's remote where you are. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's remote. You're in nature. Right. You're, 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 this is one of the things I love most about camping and even to some extent and probably maybe even more than some extent, maybe even fully, you can get this too. Even if you're glamping, just being out in the, in nature, right. You kind of get back. You can instantly kind of feel some sort of like oneness with the earth of like, Oh, I'm of this. This is, this 100%. is all natural. It just it, it's a feeling that I can't put into words which makes me happy because I don't I think some of the best things can't and you shouldn't always try. Just accept it. Um mm-hmm. but when you're out in the middle of nowhere ish and you look up and you see this anomaly anomaly <laughs> I can get there. Anomaly in the sky, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of, of like you said the only thing with a tail Do you ever look at that sort of thing, Noah, and go, yeah, this is why people believed in monsters or like crazy, like, like worshiped and prayed to these things because every like 70 years or 30 years, depending on what comet it is or stuff like that, you'd see this thing and then you have to attribute that to something because it's scary or it's it's rare or it's special. And so you think that that must hold some sort of majesty. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But do you ever... I think that's what I was like. Oh, of course you think that that means everybody's going to die unless you go kill a goat. (laughs) No, totally. I mean, like I personally, I never, 
I'm not a super spiritual person, but when I see the stars and I could, you know, see a little bit of the Milky Way, I couldn't mm-hmm. see like full Milky Way. Mm-hmm. But like when I am out there and seeing the stars like that, I definitely feel spiritual. And uh, and yeah, I'm sure for people who lived long ago who knew all the stars by heart because they just saw them every night right. and you see something that shouldn't be there, <laughs> that I could understand how that might freak you out. Yeah. yeah. Um, cell phone reception? It was okay. I, got, I I had some reception. I wasn't I fully love, off the. Grid. I love going where it's not. There's a place yeah. I like to camp in Big Sur, and you can't. I think you could like out of every hour, you might have been able to catch thirty seconds, which to me is like enough that if something really went wrong, I would. I feel like I would eventually be able to get someone to realize something wasn't right, but uh, for the most part, like you're out there, and I just love it. I like that. Yeah, yeah I'm already already planning the next trip. Well, now you've made me want to go, so we should talk offline about it. Or maybe maybe we should do maybe next week we'll do like a, a travel show. Ooh, we just talk about places we've been or places we want to go or I like that. destinations or places we wish we'll be able to go someday. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll be optimistic. Um, well, we're still in the intro part of this show. If you want to, maybe, hey, you got a travel recommendation? Give it to us. You can do that by leaving a voicemail or texting me at 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. Also use that to tell me about the positive things that have happened personally to you in your life. What has happened that has made you happy personally? Or sex and relationship advice questions. We cover those in the back page editions of this show. Or recommendations for things to read and watch, which is what we are doing today. So email the goodnightpod at gmail.com or like I said, text or leave a voicemail at 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. The game night show is happening tonight. If you are one of the very few people who get to be a part of that, I can't wait to hang out with you later on. We're also going to be hanging out with some of you on Sunday. So we'll be doing our own little version of the weekend edition. That'll be a lot of fun. And look for, and I'd say about the next week and a half, two weeks. I don't even know. Yeah, probably two weeks. We'll be making an announcement of a lot more types of game night opportunities for people to play, as well as opportunities for you to play, even if you aren't one of the game night players, but technically you kind of are, and you'll still get to be around for the hang. So I hope to see people and all that stuff. One thing I really hope to see people for is the live Dumb People Town with, I'm announcing it here first. I mean, it's already been on social media, but I, I haven't told anybody yet. Jim Gaffigan. Yes, Jim Gaffigan is the guest for the live Dumb People Town with me and the Sklar Brothers. That is Saturday, August 15th, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time at Nowhere Comedy Club. You can get tickets at danielvancurk.com and it will sell out. And it will be a lot of fun. A Saturday night, hanging out with me and the boys and James Gaffigan. Come on, let's do it. Okay, let's dig right in before we get to a break here of things that we are being entertained by. And up top, we tend to always do television. And that's the same for today. I'm going to tell you quickly. I'm going to do a full wrap up when we get to these um, shows ending. But I'll be gone, gone in the dark is heartbreaking and very dark. And compelling. It's sad. It's hopeful. It's beautiful. It is uh, a great campaign ad for Pat and Oswald as husband and dad of the year. But you might have already known that. Um, 
it's just uh it's really good. I highly recommend it. I want to dig in too much till it's done because I want you guys to catch up. Another show I feel the same way about is Perry Mason. Um, I just implore you to watch this show. It is great prestige television. If it's a little too dark for you or a little bit just not your taste, that's okay. Doesn't mean it's not good. Just wasn't for you. That's how I feel about the movie uh, A Boy's Life. I understand how good it is. Just, I don't enjoy it at all. So, uh, here's one I, something I definitely want to talk about. Long Gone Summer was a documentary. It was a 30 for 30 doc. This might be the first 30 for 30 that I felt like was not of the caliber to be called a 30 for 30. Now, do I love watching late 90s Chicago, Illinois, and St. Louis, Missouri B-roll? A hundred percent. Am I super invested in what Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire did for baseball and everyone let them do and now has completely, or not completely in Mark McGuire's case, but definitely in Sammy Sosa's, turned their back on him or on the, both of them in some ways? I mean, the Hall of Fame certainly has. No, I, 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 I love all of it. I don't love what's happened to them recently. I don't, compl- I don't blame them uh, entirely. But uh, not well made. Did you watch it, Noah? No, I haven't seen it. There's stuff that just feels like, and I hate shitting on somebody's, like somebody really put a lot of work in this. First of all, you can tell that the guy is from St. Louis, very heavy handed. And yes, Mark McGuire is the one who first broke the record and then had it until Barry Bonds broke it. But so I understand slanting more that way, but it just felt a little too postcardy and not enough letter. And um, there's parts where they would like have Sammy Sosa hit a home run in 1998 and then cut to footage of the stands going crazy. And it's footage from stands now. So you'd see somebody wearing a Chris Bryant jersey who got into the league four years ago. Um, And I'm like... This is like when you're doing a film project and you need to like supplement shots with things you couldn't get. So you use like old B-roll. It's like when you're remember those movies from like, oh, there's a snake over there. And then they would cut to the snake and it was just like obviously shot on like 16 millimeter. Like it wasn't even like the same location or anything like that's what some of that felt like. I I just it felt like a, um, a love letter that I've seen before or read before and a documentary without any teeth. It's kind of boring, but the, t- the parts where it worked and were nostalgic and great, those were great. But was that enough to make a two hour show? I don't think so. The other thing I want to talk about before we go to break though, and I might give this a couple minutes, I might still be doing this on the other side of the break is I watched Dave. Have you watched Dave Noah? No, I haven't. Noah listener, my friend laying in bed right now, Okay. This show has no right being as phenomenal as it is. It is. It's almost too good. It's I feel I, I'm gonna say this. It go for me in 2020, it goes dress up gang and then Dave. Wow. For like best stuff I've seen this year. He, there I am fascinated. I need to find out who executed this because it's it's just so good. I got emotional 
at least twice throughout the course of the series watching it. I watched, I'm not going to even indicate what, when or what part, but there is at least two parts that I watched multiple times. No, three that I watched multiple times just to experience how they set that up and told that story and, and got to that moment and then wow. did, and then pulled off that moment. And there's probably three more I could have done that for, which means I'm going to go back and watch the entire series again because I know a lot of people who are fans of television and movies and comedy storytelling. You think or you hear a lot of like, it's so hard to get a TV show made. It's so hard to get a movie made. I'm telling you, you have no idea how hard it is to get made something made the the joke with Paul Shear's podcast. How did this get made is a, it, it, it is really the, the, the most amazing question. Like how did this get made in a, in a, in an industry where it is so hard to get anything made? How did this get made? So then you think when something does get made, how does it get made? And is equally sometimes when you're like, and how is it so bad? You have to, you have to say to yourself, how is it so good? In spite of everything, like how did they do that? I'm being told that it was Jeff Schaefer who created it. Um, it just, when you're like Lil Dicky, yes, obviously driven, uh, self-belief, great rapper, artist, uh, has a vision. And then you're like, you're this good of an actor? And then Gaeta, his real life hype man, all those same things. And also you just that great of a fucking actor too. It is. Yes, it's vulgar. It's crass. It's hypersexualized at times. Um, but that's also like, you should understand that that's what you're getting with little Dickie and his, in his style of, of content of rap, but it's way more than that. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to run through some movies and some other stuff and hear from you guys. We'll be right back after this. The Dress Up Gang is a heartwarming, hilarious, and absurd show about Donnie, a sweet childlike man, and Corey, a dad-like deadbeat crashing on his couch. Their friends in the courtyard are played by Andy McDowell as herself and comedians Brent Weinbach, Frankie Quinones, Chase Bernstein, and more. All of their friends have nice butts, if you must know. Well, what's it about? Well, in one episode, Donnie takes a baby skunk in named Wonko, but Wonko is so cute that his neighbor will do anything to get his hands on Wonko to impress his mistress. So yeah, there's stories like that. The show is like warm soup on a cold day with someone to kick to it. While you're stuck inside your house, you might as well stop by ours. The Dress Up Gang is available on the TBS app, Video On Demand, and YouTube TV. V. Are you looking for a way to let everyone know that you're serious about social distancing, staying safe, and being smart, but you want to look good at the same time? Check out Real Day Design. They have a variety of shirt styles that look and feel great while also sending the message that you care about your health and you care about the people around you. Choose from a short sleeve or long sleeve tee, crew neck sweatshirt, or even a football jersey style t-shirt. Any option is perfect for looking good and feeling comfortable in your own home or on a walk. But letting people know you are part of the social 
distancing club doesn't just have to be worn. You can show everyone in your Zoom meeting where your priorities lie with a social distancing club coffee mug. So quarantine, but make it fashion by visiting Real Day Design online at bonfire.com slash store slash real hyphen day hyphen design hyphen co. Again, that's Real Day Design online. Just go to bonfire.com and search for Real Day Design. All right, we're back. And I know I like abruptly ended there on Dave, but I, well, I'm i just going to keep saying the same thing over and over to you. So I know you want to go to sleep as you're listening to this, but maybe put put Dave in the queue. Noah, did we have anybody recommend Dave to us? Yeah, I think um, Ben Zyper recommended it to us. I think actually. you're right. Yeah. Our, our, uh, he was ahead of the curve. Yeah. Here's the thing why, though. If you remember the billboards, it was just him with his like body coming out of underwear. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, okay. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't All need right. that. I'm, I'm, you're like, I'm not judging it, but like, there's nothing in that that's like, go watch this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense why he would do that. I don't, yeah. You just watch it. Um, Watch it. It's good. So movies, I saw a couple of things. I saw Relic at the drive-in. It don't waste your time. It the people are like, oh, it's an allegory for for dementia. I'm like, no, it's like it's like the worst hospice movie ever made. It's just I did not enjoy it. But you know what I did enjoy that I saw Palm Springs. Have you seen Palm Springs? I did see it. Would yeah, you watch it, it? Would you watch it again? I think I would watch it again to pick up on some of the stuff I may have missed. Yeah, sure. for sure. There's a whole bunch of theories going around about certain parts of it that I don't want to give oh, away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. We can talk. I want to talk to you offline. Yeah. yeah. Um, I recommend Palm Springs. It is smart. It's funny. It doesn't go for the cheap joke. Uh, it takes a good left turn when you expect it to take the standard right, and it's. It was. It's nice seeing even just right now, like a movie in what to me is great weather with a lot of people being outside together. <laughs> like that, I kind of. Yeah. There's some escapism in that that I also enjoyed. I should also let everybody know that today, Thursday, the 23rd, is freaking Stand by Me Day. Hmm. I have celebrated it before. I went to Bensonville. Um, I believe it's Bensonville, Oregon, and um, celebrated Stand By Me Day, which is the town where they filmed all of the in-town things, including their clubhouse and the tree. It is magical and beautiful and pretty much unchanged. It is my favorite movie of all time. So if I can, I encourage you to be like me and watch Stand By Me today. And also... I think you can do this online. A lot of you are going to hear this after it already happened, but it should still live online. This morning, later on this morning at, I think, 9 a.m. Pacific time, I'm going to be on AM Northwest, Portland's leader for local uh, news. Uh, It's their local news show, their morning show, AM Northwest. I'm going to be Zooming in, talking about Stand By Me and so many other things. I'm sure I'll drop a nod to the Goodnight Gang, but... um, it's just uh, 
it's just a great, uh, it's just a, I don't know. It's just a great movie and it's a great day to celebrate it. And if you ever get the chance to go to Bensonville, Oregon, I highly, highly recommend it. All right, let's get some things from you guys to talk about. We have an email from a listener named Karen that says, I stumbled across a typical 70s movie. I love when we get recommendations from you guys. A typical 70s movie called The Duchess and the Dirtwater Fox. I was about to change the channel when I noticed a very young young George Siegel. If you enjoyed the Goldbergs, you recognize George Siegel as Gramps. He also was in Just Shoot Me the great David Spade show. I gave the movie a couple of extra minutes and I was rewarded with a gem, which made me think of you and Noah because Siegel's character said, quote, two's a company, four's an orgy. Cheers. I would disagree, but I'm still glad you thought of us. The Duchess and the Dirtwater Fox. A lot of people don't know that George Siegel was a big time movie star in the 70s before transitioning into television. Like he was like a leading man. We also have a book slash TV, I think, email. Yeah, from a listener named Lauren. It says, I tend to read more than I watch. And one of my favorite things to do is connect with connect someone with their next great book. One I find myself recommending often is Salt, A World History by Mark Kurlansky. It's literally just a, a whole book about salt. It's perfect for anyone who loves odd trivia, fascinating history, the spark of innovation, or just has a curious mind. It's also just super readable, easy to digest. For all you foodies out there, pair this book with Saman Nasrits. Nasrat, I tried. Truly excellent Netflix series, Salt, Food, Acid, Heat. Great cinematography, cultural sensitivity, appreciation of ingredients. And then we got some music stuff here. A text from the 717 area code says, Last week, the synth, synth wave duo, The Midnight, released their latest album, Monsters. Okay. Not sure if you're familiar with the genre, but uh, think about 80s new wave or Van Damme era training montage music and you'll be in the ballpark. That kind of music can get stale quickly, but this album matures the nostalgia of the sound with heartfelt lyrics, some dancey songs, and some moving ballads. Check it out and enjoy. So I wanted to do that. Let's listen to maybe just a few seconds to see what you think. This is from the album Monsters from the band The Midnight. The song is called Dance With Somebody. Here we go. I dig it. Yeah, I'm yeah, digging I'm it too. Down. It feels uh, light and poppy and uh, doesn't ask anything of, of you other than to just like enjoy it. So yeah, I dig it too. I, uh, I like that. I'm going to check them out. Thanks so much for the recommendation, 717. Again, that is the album Monsters by the band The Midnight. And I think we just listened to Dance With Somebody. We have a music email from Pat and Nikki. They wanted to recommend some feel-good music that they love. The Wood Brothers sing about it. John Splithoff, Sing to You, John Butler Trio, Tahitian Blue, The Dip, song called Atlas, and Magic. Appreciate you. Okay. 
so check those out if you're interested in it. Maybe sometime we'll put together some sort of uh, playlist like we have over at Pen Pals. But in the, in the meantime, you can always just hit rewind and write those down. I'm going to get out of here with a song recommendation for all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Noah, it's great to have you back. Welcome. Great to be back. Welcome back. So it's interesting that I didn't really know the midnight, but this it kind of goes along with my song recommendation. I've I have like so many. We don't do this episode enough uh, that I want to play. But I think we still have to have a song of the summer, right? And this song actually came out, I believe, in 2019, but it feels like the song of the summer from what I'm hearing. Next week, maybe I'll play what I think is the other song of the summer. Uh, do you know? Do you have a song of the summer, Noah? Right now? Um, no, not really. Okay. Listening to older stuff. All right. Uh, okay. Well, here it is. It's by Mister Harold Styles. The song is called "Watermelon Sugar," and I like it. Do you like this song, Noah? I do like this Good. song. Here we go. Let's listen to it a little bit. Tastes like strawberries. On a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries And that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me in Breathe me out I don't Tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by Noah Eberhardt. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Ben Zyper and Lissa Rubin. The theme music was composed by Chad Bichard and the artwork was created by CM Dugan. Check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash The Good Night Show. You can sign up for The Good Night Show Weekend Edition, exclusive episodes, and a supercut of this entire week's worth of shows, as well as access to the entire back catalog of the Hindsight Podcast. There are three Patreon tiers available. Most comprehensive option is less than $10 a month. We're not part of any network, so everything you do goes directly to us and helps keep us on the air. You can also rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or just tell everyone you know about this little show. Thank you again for listening. I'm Daniel Van Kirk. And remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Good night. Watermelon sugar high.